Yeah, Happy New Year. Thanks, Kirsty, for leading us and sharing. Um, it's interesting, it was about 18 years ago I stood up here, the best day of my life, when I married Fee. Um, so, yeah, and it's amazing. We actually sang some songs from our wedding today, so, yeah. Thanks for, thanks for choosing them. Um, yeah, we have four children now, 18 years later. Um, Dustin, who's as big as me now, which is quite handy because my wardrobe's doubled. And um, got Elise and Caleb and Timmy. And um, yeah, I'm thankful for them and thankful that they're easy kids to, to manage and, and love and care for. So thanks, Fred, for inviting me here today and Max and Margie. Um, I want to speak today about um, how God has a plan and a purpose for us all in our everyday life. And um, yeah, I'm sure we all want to fulfill what he has in store because he has a perfect plan. Um, It's interesting, I've wrestled, probably not wrestled, but kind of thought a lot about what my calling is, what my ministry is, probably for 15 years or so, and gone from one thing to the next. And I um, just probably a month ago, I came across a verse which I'd come across before, but spoke a lot more to me than ever. And um, that's 2 Corinthians. I'll just get my book open. Second Corinthians chapter five, uh, verse seventeen to twenty-one. This is Paul speaking. Um, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. Now all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, namely that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Therefore we are ambassadors for Christ, As though God were making an appeal through us, we beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Yeah, and it just dawned on me that God has given us all a ministry, um, the ministry of reconciliation. Um, it's like Jesus reconciled, his, Jesus has reconciled the world to himself, or God has through Jesus, through what Jesus did on the cross. And then he decide, God has chosen to partner with us to um, share that news with everyone around us and um, join him in his ministry. I've just got the 
a bit of a meaning of what reconciliation means here. Um, it says reconciliation involves forgiveness, but it goes beyond forgiveness. When I forgive someone, there is no guarantee that we will have a restored relationship. It may be at, it may well be that even after I have forgiven someone, that we remain estranged. Reconciliation, however, restores the relationship. Forgiveness may be one-sided, but reconciliation requires both parties to be willing to participate in restoring the relationship. It is always possible and expected for me to forgive, but reconciliation will not be possible if the party is not willing to participate. So yeah, as, as I just said, God wants us to participate in what Jesus left heaven for. And um, yeah, I'll go there. Um, yeah, so we all know the gospel if we don't know that we were created perfect in per- perfect relationship with God and um, God gave us a choice because he didn't want to make robots and um, Adam and Eve chose to disobey God what he, what he told them not to do and they disobeyed and that's when sin came into the world and with sin came sickness, disease, death, all the things that we battle. But... Um, yeah, God, Jesus, God doesn't want to leave us in that place. So that's why Jesus took the sin of the world on himself. Um, it's interesting that all throughout the Bible, God chooses ordinary people to, um, to see his plans and purposes achieved. Um, in John 4, we all probably know the story of the woman at the well. And... Um, Jesus was at the well, and um, I'll just flick it open. John chapter 4. Yeah, Jesus was at the well, and the woman came along about midday, which wasn't the normal day, normal time of day for someone to get water. And um, yeah, Jesus engaged her in a conversation, and um, she, she was a Samaritan woman, and Jews weren't meant to speak to Samaritans, um, but Jesus liked breaking the rules of the day. And, um, yeah, she, they talked for a while and Jesus t- let her know that she'd had five husbands and it kind of blew her away a bit and she said, no, is this the Messiah? Um, and I'll just pick up reading from verse... 28. So this is after she's realised that she's talking to the promised Messiah, the one she'd learn about. And so 28 says, So the woman left her pot and went into the city and said to the men, Come see a man who told me all the things I've done. This is not the Christ, is it? Um, They went out of the city and were coming to him. And then the disciples came along and then skipping down to um, 
verse 39, it says, From the city, many of the Samaritans believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified. He told me all the things I have done. So the Samaritans came to Jesus. They were asking him to stay with them, and he stayed there two more days. Many more believed because of his word. And they were saying to the woman, It is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves and know that this, is, this one is indeed the saviour of the world. So this lady encountered Jesus and um, so she did what a lot of women are good at and just went and, went and had a yak and told everyone she was excited. I shouldn't say that, sorry. Um, yeah, we are. So, yeah, she went and spread the good news that she's found the Messiah. And um, so they kind of like, oh, yeah, that's good news. So they came and found it out for themselves. And then their lives were radically changed after spending time with Jesus too. So Jesus used that lady to bring about um, his plan of reaching that city where that lady was really an outcast and, um, yeah, not a lot of people wanted to know about her. Mm. So, yeah, I just want to, what I've been sharing about, that Jesus is, wants us to carry on that mission of letting people know about what he's done because in Romans 6.23 it says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus. And that's the message that um, God wants the world to know. And um, there's never been a better time. And you might, The question is how do we put this into action? Um, how do we go about doing this? Encourage you, John chapter 15, 4 and 5, talks about abiding in Jesus. John 15, verse 4 and 5, this is Jesus speaking. It says, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit, of itself unless it abides in the vine. So neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. So just a few things, what abiding in Jesus might look like. It's um, spending time with God. Uh, just talking to him throughout your day. Um, read the Bible. I know sometimes it's the hardest book to crack open, but we live in an easy day and age where we can just put earbuds in our ears and put the Bible on, listen. It's interesting, once you start reading the Bible, you actually develop an appetite and um, it gets easier. And yeah, obviously it's the best book 
and it, it feeds us, it renews our mind. You know, sometimes we can feel like we're under a bit of a cloud. Um, sometimes in the morning when you get up, you feel like um, God's moved to another planet, but that's a lie. Um, he's with us everywhere. But, yeah, even listening to worship music is great. Um, tell you interesting story. I was at work one day and I had a pretty easy job. We just built portable classrooms and you kind of didn't have to think a lot. So I'd have the music going in me, earbuds a fair bit, or listening to something good. And this one morning I had a good nearly a couple of hours by myself, which was great. And um, anyway, we had a, a meeting with a union guy. Um, I don't know if you ever met union guys. They always look like ex-bikies. Although this bloke wasn't that big, but he was stocky and tats and all of that. Anyway, I had a few questions for him, just um, a few things going on. And we, we chatted for a bit and... And then he said to me, he goes, you're a Christian. No, he said, no, you're a Christian. And um, it was crazy. I never said to him that I was. And um, so there was a bit of banter and, of course, he thought that I was a bit of a soft target. And, um, but that day, man, it was, I think because I was being just a couple of hours spending time with God, listening to the worship music, I was just quicker than I normally was and I was firing it back at him. And... Um, and then I, I was able to, to say to him, because he had had a Catholic upbringing, so he knew, thought he knew a fair bit, um, which he probably did. Um, but I just said, you know, like, this world is in a, in a sinking ship. And I said, Jesus is in the lifeboat, and he wants to rescue us. And um, that was about all I got in. But, yeah, it was good. And I think, yeah, just... Spending time with God, you're just um, in that zone of um, being able to um, give answers to people around you. Another thing, yeah, just start saying yes to God's promptings. Um, and, you know, like I've narrowed it down, I think there's about three voices that sometimes pop into your head. Um, think there's yourself, your own thoughts, and I know quite often mine are a little bit selfish and comfortable, and, um, and there's, then there's the devil who says he wants to, he's come to kill, steal and destroy, so nothing good comes out of him, so that's probably gossip, all of the things that um, God doesn't want us to enter into, and then there's the voice of God, which is sometimes quite often inconvenient. Like he might just say, oh, I just want you to go and chat to that fella over there. And you're like, oh, but, you know, I've got to get somewhere else. I've got to do something or, you know, someone's got a need and you feel a prompt and go and help them. Like I'm sure you guys, you've been serving for the last, you know, when the floods are on um, and did an unbelievable job. I was watching you on the news. Saw Margie on the news, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It, but I tell you what I've experienced is when you obey that the voice of God or you know that thought that comes to do something, and you go and do it, 
it just feels like God gives you the biggest pat on the back and um, you start feeling taller and um, walking taller. So, yeah, I just encourage you to um, start stepping out if you're not already. And something I've just learned in the last, um, probably last six months, is just just talk with people, just have a conversation. Um, I used to be a one-trick pony where I just thought I'd strike up a conversation with someone and then think, oh, I've just got to tell them about Jesus. And just out of the blue, I say, oh, you know about Jesus? And they're like, whoa. And... Um, no, cause I, but um, I've learnt, or I'm learning, just to just to chat with people, and it's interesting that while you're chatting, um, they'll bring up their concerns, they'll bring up their health complaints, um, they'll bring up their worries, and it just comes about very naturally, and and then you know someone might say that. You know, I'm worried about the way the world's heading or, um, yeah, we'll go with that one. And I'll just say, you know, like, my hope's in Jesus. And, um, you know, anything can happen to this world, but I know that he has got me and that if if I die, he's got a place for me in heaven. And, um, yeah, it seems to work well just to share share my own story. And then, um, yeah, they'll quite often, they might go quiet or keep chatting. It doesn't matter. It's just, it's a seed. And, um, yeah, so that that seems to be a a lot more natural response. Like, there is days that you've just got to hit them with, do you know about Jesus? No, but I think just being sensitive to God's leading and not feeling like... um, the weight of the world's on your shoulders and you've got to let them know. Um, so, yeah, I've, um, I'm enjoying working a bit more like that. Yeah, and I just encourage you to share your story with people because, you know, you can debate until the cows come home, but um, if you just share your story and what God has done for you in your life, like this lady that ran into town after meeting with Jesus at the well. Um, yeah, it just diffuses a lot of arguments because they're like, well, it's happened to you. It can happen to me. And, um, yeah, just your story is powerful. Just in Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16, verse 15 says, this is Jesus, Jesus speaking, and he said to them, go into all the, all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He who has believed and has been baptized shall be saved, but he who has disbelieved shall be condemned. It's interesting, Jesus said a lot to the disciples and people who believed in him, told them to go out go out into the world and share the good news. And um, Growing up in the church, I always thought that it was, the, um, it was success if I was able to invite someone to church, uh, someone that was a non-believer, 
Um, it's interesting. I failed miserably at that. Um, but Jesus' instruction is to go out and um, and have those conversations with people. And yes, and then they will come back to church. But I don't know if the church needs to be the first port. You know that I don't think the that getting them to church is your number one aim. It's um, getting them into God's kingdom. And, um, yeah, God wants to use us all for that. It's interesting, the last year um, we've been travelling in a caravan and um, living, the, living the high life. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we've really just gone up the east coast of Australia because uh, we like the beach and... I think they're some of the best beaches, but we um, we travelled with a couple other families, which is great. And I remember this one day, um, we we're parked in this spot, and we we were meant to move on. And our friends had just pulled in, and I was like, "Ah, oh, I'm not feeling peace at leaving today." Um, so anyway, I think I'd I'd still hooked it up. We'd hooked up the truck to the caravan and we were going to go and then I heard this noise coming down the road I'm like what what's that I thought the car had blown up its motor or something but this motorhome had um its tire the inside tire of a dual wheel at the back had um shredded and it was um not in a good way and it was it was making the racket so anyway this lady pulls into where we were camping, an older lady, lady with her cat. <laughs> anyway, my friend Lee and I went out to see if we could help, and and we did. And then Fee, because camping's not quite like what it used to be. Like we got a coffee machine in the caravan, and you know. <laughs> so yeah, Fee made the lady a coffee and chatted with her, and um, found out that. She knew some of the Christian people we'd just been with and um, she was able to minister to that lady. And, um, yeah, we got this um, tyre changed. And then so we thought, oh, well, we'll just stay here because it's nearly lunchtime. We went down to the river for a swim and um, my friend Lee struck up a conversation with a guy and... um, and we were chatting away and he mentioned that he had a, a crook back, had a lot of surgery done on his back and he'd just come off um, medication because he couldn't get back to the doctor to get more medication. He had to kind of go cold turkey on the medication. Um, so, and he was stressing about what that could mean to to go with no medication. So we offered to pray for him and... Um, and he, he said, yeah, that'd be great. And so we prayed and um, he told us, he said, oh, I feel like things are changing in me back as you're praying. And um, he kept thanking us. I said, no, don't thank us. Thank, it's God working. And um, so anyway, we had a good time with that family. And then I said, I really want to share the gospel with you and we're going to share something called, we're going to put something later on the screen called Three Circles, which is just a simple way of sharing the gospel. So anyway, it was about, 
we went over after tea and I shared the gospel with him and he, um, he understood what I was on about but he had a few of his own beliefs and didn't really want to give them up just yet so we left him, left him to it but I was still chatting him, it was about half past ten and I said oh I've got to go to bed, I've um, kind of had enough for the day. I said how are you feeling? He says oh I'm still buzzing. I said why is that? He said that prayer that you prayed, he said my back is just feeling so good. So um, yeah we believe in that God healed that man but um, yeah that was another seed. Yeah, and just talking about going out into our community and I think of Max and Margie and the cycling club and Max said the other day he just joined that to get a bit fitter. Um, But the amount of people that he's led to Jesus just through being available and chatting and is amazing and uh, Margie. So, um, yeah, I'll just leave you with... Colossians. Colossians is my favourite book. Um, Colossians 3. Colossians 3, 1 to 4 says, Therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above not on the things that are on the earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, is revealed, then you will also be revealed with him in glory. And I like chapter 4, verse 5 says, Conduct yourselves with wisdom towards outsiders, making the most of the opportunity. Let your speech always be with grace as those seasoned with salt so that you will know how you should respond to each person. So, yeah, I just want to encourage you today um, that God has given you all a ministry and um, that is to share Jesus with the people around you and... um, yeah, just be encouraged that he wants to work through you. And I think the beautiful thing about a, a t- town the size of Kerrang is that you'll bump into each other regularly. Like I know if I ever go to the shop with Fee, um, she'll normally always see one or two people that she either went to school with or um, has had something to do with. So, yeah, there's just always opportunities to... Um, to chat with people and share the hope that we have um, because people are, people are searching and, um, yeah, we can be that, that hope in Jesus. So, yeah, thank you. I'm just going to... We'll just see if a little three-minute clip will work on the screen. It's, um, it's called Three Circles. If you YouTube it, it's Three Circles, Normal Christian Life, and it's just a really simple way to share the gospel with somebody that that wants to know. Um, So, yeah, if you want to learn it, go home and practice it. And, um, yeah, it's a really good tool. So, yeah, thank you and God bless.